things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chotty? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What is up, familia? We have been on a break. (laughs) I've missed you. Hope that you're well. Hope that the last few weeks have treated you well. Um, I'm back and in full swing. Uh, For you guys that are just joining in the last few weeks, I took took a break. We took a break. I took some time to rest, uh, to travel, uh, to teach, to spend some time with family and friends, and to legit plan out the rest of my year. That might sound weird to some of you, but for me, I got a lot of personal goals that I want to bust out uh, before I turn 40. Um, Yep, I am going to be 39 in May, and uh, this is around the time of my life (laughs) where I really start evaluating things, and I just really want that last year and a half of my life to matter. And so I took some time off to... um, uh, There's a lot of things. I'll explain it as we go on. Anyways, um, I'm... Oh, I'm also about to jump into some major writing projects and I'm really excited about, and I'm almost done with the Audible for Nomad. Uh, so you guys that have read the actual paperback, get ready for a super awkward read-through. It's going to be good. Anyways, which I'm so excited about all of it. But I'm back in full swing with the podcast, so welcome all my new friends who this might be your first time joining the journey, and to all of you, all my fam that have been with me from the get, thank you so much for making this podcast a part of your week. Okay. Let's jump right in. We are technically in the middle of season cinco, cinco five. Okay, we are in season five, and the theme of it is what happens when. This season has been all about what happens when you say yes to hard things, when you get caught alone, uh, when your gift has you, when life feels like a wilderness, and now what happens when you need a comeback. Not when you make a comeback, not when you want to come back or you're a part of a comeback, when you need a comeback. Um, Also, I didn't plan on taking a break before this episode. It just kind of happened. And now I've had this break and I sense God has jokes and he's been setting me up um, for the last seven weeks. Because if I would have done this podcast seven weeks ago, it would have... It would have been a really different 20 minutes. Um, Mainly because I would have defined a comeback Um, really differently, drastically differently. And uh, seven weeks ago, I would have explained to you that a comeback story would have included you winning. About seven weeks ago, if someone would have asked me, what do you think a comeback is? I would have said, it would have mean like at the end of whatever it is, I win. But now I have a feeling uh, that a true comeback story, a kingdom comeback, doesn't look like us winning. It looks like Jesus winning. Also, I'm finding winning even looks different in the kingdom. Winning isn't gaining something, it's following someone. Winning isn't gaining something, it's following someone. And so before I get too far ahead, I just want to explain a couple things of what, it, what, of what, if you need a comeback, if you're one of those people that's like, look, things have been hard, I have been functioning um, out of a failure. If you find yourself in a Peter scenario and you need a comeback, um, I feel like you should know some things. So if you're new to the uh, if you're new to the podcast, um, full disclosure, I'm just super brutally honest about my life and the things that I walk through because I believe that I can't lead people places that I've never gone. And so I just want you to know that I don't talk about things that um, I think are cool or trending. I talk about things that I'm currently walking through because I can only walk through people. I can only walk you through wildernesses that I'm currently navigating or that I've triumphed for. So for clarity. 
And for context, I feel like you should also know uh, that life lately has been pretty much one weird, difficult life scenario followed by another. And in the middle of all of it, my awesome job, uh, my role has shifted like twice, pretty significantly in like three months. And then in the middle of all that, I've had to have some really hard conversations um, that have done a number on me a little bit. And But in the midst of it, I've been reading my Bible. I've been listening to uh, my worship playlist. It's been on repeat. I went to Rome for my anniversary, and it was amazing. And because I'm OCD and a weirdo, I thought I had coronavirus because I went to Italy, but I don't. Don't worry. I'm fine. (laughs) Then there was the stress of everything, and I started to not be able to sleep. And also, I found a new obsession with sparkling water. I only drink sparkling water. I'm super bougie now. I'm so cool. It's because of Italy. Anyways, God also opened some major cool doors uh, where I was able to pour myself out through teaching at a conference and then here at my home church. Um, I also cheated on my diet like four times. I'm also drinking normal coffee again. I can't, I don't know if you can tell by my intense talking. And it, um, and all of it, uh, if I can be super honest, because I have to be, it's that at the end of all of it, I had this feeling like, man, at the end of these couple weeks, I, I really hope that I feel like I'm about to make a comeback. Like, I just felt like there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. And I was like, okay, God, I'm waiting for my comeback. I'm waiting for it to feel like, I'm waiting to feel like a comeback movie. You know, the feeling that when you feel like an underdog's about to come out on top. You know that feeling. Like, you know, Mighty Ducks. Like, I'm coming back. Spoiler alert. In the kingdom, the only one coming out on top is Jesus. And that's okay. But in real life, man, I was waiting for my comeback. I legit have been waiting to feel like I was on the up and up or um, that I was going to come out on top. And um, so when I usually feel like this, uh, I ask God for a verse or something to encourage myself in with. I'm like, I'm going to strengthen myself in the Lord. So Jesus, if you could give me a cool Bible verse, that would be awesome. But the only thing that he would give me every time I would go to him was John 21. He'd say, hey, Chadi, go read John 21. So I, was, I would go read John 21 and then I'd be sad bear because the story's not like, it's not the story that I would want. And to be honest with you, I was really frustrated. So we find Jesus in John 21, and he's resurrected. Good for you, Jesus. You're so cool. And Peter has talked the disciples into fishing. So here's Jesus. He's awesome. He's shown himself twice to his disciples. And and then Peter, as a result, because he's Peter, he's like, hey, guys, want to go fishing? And they're like, sure. And so they all go fishing. And Jesus has actually shown himself a few times. But for some reason, Peter has decided— um, he's still going fishing. Um, this is my own opinion. This is not in the Bible. I think he's still going fishing because he's reeling from his massive fail and he has defaulted to what he has always been good at, fishing. I think the Lord sends this me, he sent this to me because in the middle of my difficulty and in my struggle and in the craziness that is my life, I tend to go back to things, um, behaviors. I mean, I cheated on my diet a whole bunch. I, I tend to go back to, you know, just sitting there and watching Netflix and introverting and going into my dark, dark space of introversion. Um, When things get hard for me, I tend to default. And so I think he sent me to this um, story to like forewarn me, you know, like, hey, here's a story that could help you jump out of it. But to be honest with you, I was, I I didn't get that. I didn't get, I didn't get that from the story. And ironically, um, you find Peter kind of not getting it either. Because ironically, they don't catch any fish. (laughs) Guys, just like Peter in the story and just like me in real life, the last few months, I came to realize that once you experience Jesus and once you experience purpose, going back to anything, you ain't going to gain nothing. Like there's nothing, you don't gain nothing without Jesus after you've experienced Jesus and you've experienced purpose. And not sure who that's for, but there you go. Anyways, Peter's fishing and Jesus shows up. 
It's awesome. Jesus is like, hey, guys, have you caught any fish? And they're like, no. And so he's like, hey, throw that net on the other side. And they end up catching all these fish. And Peter realizes it's Jesus on the beach. And so the dude like gets redressed, (laughs) jumps in the water, makes no sense, and swims 100 yards to the shore to find his friend there waiting with breakfast because Jesus is just that awesome. So now I'm going to jump into verse 15, 2115. That's what I'm going to read. It says, uh, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. He said, you know that I love you. Now, mind you, at this point, this is not in the Bible. This is just me talking. At this point, Peter has not really had that conversation with Jesus about his denial. And so Jesus is having a conversation with him. They're having like a a one-on-one. He's like, yes, Lord. He said, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him for the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you that when you were younger, you dressed yourself and and went where you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. And Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death in which Peter would glorify And then he said to him, follow me. On a real honest note, (laughs) you know how frustrating it is when you're like, hey, Jesus, I need some encouragement. And he's like, cool, cool. Tend my sheep, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. Oh, uh, and follow me. (laughs) Has anyone else felt like they've been sucked into some kind of deep hole, like spiritual, like famine, and all of a sudden all you do is get, hey, do you love me? And then the cryptic, tend my sheep, tend my sheep, feed my lambs. I mean... I could not be more confused. I read this and I was like, seriously, follow me? Like, how am I supposed to be inspired by this? I was very frustrated. I was like, for real, Jesus, I need more of like, you're more than a conqueror. Um, Like, I need like a victory verse here. <laughs> this makes no sense. This is legit how I felt for a few weeks, guys, until I finally full- pulled myself together and I read the entire story. Because I like, I shut my Bible. Like, I wouldn't even read the entire story. I went back to reading Psalms and Proverbs every day because I was just so frustrated. And I, felt, I kept hearing the Lord, go back to John 21, go back to John 21. And so I did. And I finally read the whole thing again. Well, I've read the story before, but to be honest with you, I never read it with this filter. And what I came to realize was this. Self-pity and frustration will only give us a partial view of what God is walking us out of and what he's walking us into. I'm going to say it again. Self-pity and frustration will only give us a partial view of what God is walking us out of and what he's walking us into. So we have to read everything, even the parts we don't want to and even the parts we don't think that matters. And verse 20, he says, Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This is written by John, so he calls himself the one Jesus. Anyways, that's a different story. So Peter sees him and he says, Lord, what about him? In another version of the Bible, he says, what's going to happen with John? And Jesus answers, if you want to, if you want him to remain alive until I return, what does that got to do with you? You must follow me. See, Peter, even after the conversation with Jesus, even after Jesus pretty much gives him some clear instructions, uh, Peter turns into Peter, and he's worrying about things that don't pertain to him. And instead of just following Jesus, he's focused on other people. And as I read this, I, imidi- I immediately felt the Lord impress upon me that perspective is what f- facilitates a comeback, not winning. So all this time, I've been trying to make a comeback and try to feel like I'm winning. And all this time, the Lord's like, you're worried about a comeback. I'm worried about your perspective. I'm worried about your following. See, Peter lost perspective. I've lost perspective. Not right now, right now, but the last few months, there's been moments. And as a result, uh, following um, hasn't been easy. Following has felt stuck. 
uh, quicksandy a little bit. And some of you, just like me, have been waiting for your comeback. You're up and up from a fall or a circumstance or just a hard season, not a bad thing, just a difficult season. But winning in the kingdom looks like following Jesus. I'm going to say that again because I feel like somebody missed it. Winning in the kingdom looks like following Jesus, feeding his sheep and then following him some more. See, his do you love me was redirecting Peter's perspective back to love. When he was like, Peter, do you love me? In my heart, I feel like he was going, hey, man, love is the answer. Love is the key. Love is, love is everything. His feed my sheep was redirecting his perspective back to the call, which was to love God and love people. Like, love, 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 feed my sheep, man, take care of my people. And then Jesus dropped a special sauce to stop focusing on what other people are doing and what I'm going to do with them and just follow me. I find when we're sad and we're frustrated and we're dealing with difficult seasons and we're just trying to get on the up and up and trying to find a win for ourselves that we start focusing on everybody else that we think is winning, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's in life, you know, like we're just focused on other people, focused on other things. We're not even focused on our journey anymore because we're so obsessed with John. What's that meme, the mean girls? It's like, oh, are you so obsessed with me? The goal was to redirect Peter's perspective heavenward. Is your perspective heavenward or is your perspective John? The truth is you'll never have a comeback. You'll never have a kingdom comeback. You'll never be able to follow If you're focused on John, fails, difficult seasons cause us to lose perspective, which stifles our following. And following is what I want. Following is the whole purpose for this podcast. Like if you're not following Jesus, then what are we doing here? Like I want you to be able to learn how to follow. I want you to be able to learn how to do all the things well, like the loving the Jesus and loving people and all the loving God, because if you could just be good at that, we could change the world. The goal of this whole conversation with Peter was to redirect his perspective heavenward. What has paused your perspective to be heavenward in all things? Is it corona? I mean, I don't know. Things are crazy. I feel like difficult seasons are usually met with lots of feelings. And right now, everybody and their mother has lots of feelings. Feelings about the end of the world and the things that are going on. And and then what I have found is that Oh, when people get frustrated and their focus turns to John and their focus turns to feelings and they stop following, then they become feelings-based and they stop being kind and stop being empathetic. They stop seeing things and people and circumstance through a, a kingdom perspective. But following is the only thing you can do when you find yourself feeling like you failed. Like Peter, Peter's love for Jesus followed him into that courtyard. And fear is what caused him to deny. So are you functioning out of love or are you functioning out of fear? And I think that's why Jesus asked him those questions. I think that's why John, God took me to John 21. He was like, Chadi, things are going to get difficult. Like he warned me at the beginning of my year. He broke down my year. I said, God, give me my year. He said, okay, I'm going to give you a strategy for every part of your year. I was like, cool, cool. What is that going to be? And then he broke it down and I was like, Oh no, that's stupid, Jesus. I'm going to I'm going to need that to be a little bit more happy. Like I just feel like this is not as happy and he was like, "No, this is what it's going to feel like." He literally told me the first quarter of my year was going to feel like a wilderness. Like he told me that in December. So why am I shocked when it feels wildernessy? I don't know, cuz I don't listen. I'm still working through this. But what I'm trying to tell you is just like me and just like Peter and just like you, man, we can't be focused on our feelings. We can't be focused on our fails. We can't be focused on the things on the Johns of the world. We got to be focused on Jesus. That's what John 21 was trying to say. That's what Jesus was trying to say. Like, 
dude, love is the answer. If we can just keep following and be focused on love, things would be different. We wouldn't have to yearn for a comeback because we would be living in revival. You'll stop seeing things and people and circumstances through a kingdom perspective if all you ever want is a comeback instead of Jesus. Peter didn't need a comeback. Peter needed Jesus. But following is the only thing you can do if you find yourself feeling like you failed. Peter failed. Peter failed. He was like epic fail. Hardcore, his denial was like one of the most epic fails in the Bible. And the amount of Claire Danes crying that probably took place must have been massive. I mean, massive. But what stopped Peter from moving forward? I mean, he was moving forward when when everybody abandoned Jesus. He was the dude that followed him. What caused Peter to not immediately start telling people about Jesus' resurrection and instead go fishing? Think about that. Like, I always wonder, this dude followed Jesus out of the garden, in all the way down that trail, into that dude's house, into that courtyard. What caused him, after Jesus appeared to him, to not immediately go start talking about Jesus? What caused him to go fishing? Somebody's probably like, he was hungry, Chotty. He was, he was super hungry. I don't know. It's Peter. I don't really think it was because he was hungry. Like, I think it's because he was Peter, and he, and he was super intense with his feelings. His feelings are what kept him from following. He was deep in that denial trench. He had dug for himself, and uh, he was hoping for a comeback. But his comeback was tied to him just moving forward. So I guess my question to you today is, what's keeping you from following? What's keeping you on the couch watching Love is Blind instead of doing what you know God is calling you to? I don't know. Have you gotten back in your old boat with friends and found what you used to be awesome at is no longer a thing? Doesn't that suck? Doesn't that suck when you try to go do something that you used to do and God's like, "Mm -mm, you're not supposed to be doing that and now you're not good at it? Chotty, what do you mean? I don't know. It might be a relationship. That's for somebody. Uh, I don't know. A job, a behavior, a habit. I don't know what it is. The Holy Spirit has to unveil that to you. I don't know what your boat looks like. My boat means sitting on the couch and Netflixing and introverting and being all up in my feelings. That's my boat. I don't know what your boat is, but the Lord will tell you if you ask, just like he's been telling me for three months. Anyways, there's a comeback, a kingdom call that awaits you. You just have to get up and move forward. Remember, winning isn't gaining something, it's following someone. So are you following? That's my question. Are you following? If not, that's okay. Today's a new day. Shake off the fail and circumstance and make a decision right now to follow Jesus and follow him well. Chaudi, I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian my whole life. I'm in ministry, you crazy pants. Um, Yeah, no, this is not for new believers. This is for all of us, every one of us. I've been in ministry for 20 years. I'm going to be 40 in a year-ish. Like, I'm at the end of my 30s, man, and I will tell you, you are going to encounter moments of fails and moments where you need and have to make a comeback. And if Peter, who walked with Jesus, if Peter, who saw Jesus heal people, if Peter, who saw him feed thousands, who was at the transfiguration, who followed him into the uh, courtyard, who watched him die and then resurrect, still decided after all of that to go fishing. Every one of us is susceptible to failing and then getting stuck in the fail. I'll let that one sit because that was really good. So practically speaking, Chadi, what the heck does this look like? Thanks for sharing. This has been a weird comeback. I know. You're welcome. Anyways, let me tell you. Let me tell you what this looks like practically. If you have failed and if you are in desperate need for a comeback, it's going to take one thing. Jump out of the boat. Also, some intense listening will help. You have to love people better, man. You got to jump out of the boat. Chadi, what does that have to do with loving people? Because sometimes the loving people is loving yourself. Loving yourself so much that you jump out of whatever boat you are and you run to Jesus. But 
Peter's case, he swam. Anyways, you got to like jump out of the boat, get to Jesus as quickly as possible. I don't know what that looks like for you, but you got to do it. You got to do it, man. You got to do it for yourself. You know how that story about Jesus, the 99 and the one, and he goes, and he's always out. Like, I feel like sometimes we always consider everyone else to be the one, but sometimes we're the one. Sometimes Jesus is like, hey, man, you're the one. You're that one number that I'm chasing. You're that one person. And sometimes we got to consider ourselves to be the one, and we got to take care of ourselves. So you got to love people better, and sometimes that includes yourself. Chadi, what the heck does that mean? Have grace for yourself. You've never been here before. What do you mean? This is what I tell myself sometimes when I'm, uh, when I've failed or when I'm struggling, and I feel like I'm in desperate need for a comeback. I remind myself that I've never been in this position before. I've never been married in this position before. I've been, I've never been married and serving and traveling in this position before. Um, I've like have grace for yourself. Some of you are in situations you've never been in before. So how would you expect to be doing awesome at it? You can't have grace for yourself. Uh, this has been an intense few months. So. I constantly tell this to myself. Um, I've also, um, I don't know, man, sometimes I just feel like I got to, I just, you have to encourage yourself. Also, here's another one. We have to listen more and not with just our ears, but with the Holy Spirit. So I wonder, like Peter was frustrated. He was like, hey man, do you love me? And he was like, Lord, I do love you. Like he didn't even, he didn't even hear him. He didn't really hear what Jesus was trying to say. Like, how many times has God tried to talk to us? Talk to me. Chadi, read John 21. Nah, that's a stupid, I don't want to read that. I don't know. He said, he told me for three months to read it. And then when he read it, I was like, oh my God, this is my podcast episode. I can't believe that. Lord, my bad. He's like, yeah, I know. I know. We have to see, like, you've got to be listening. You've got to jump out of the boat, even if it's for just you. And then another thing is, um, we got to see people the way Jesus does. Like Peter didn't even see himself the way Jesus saw him. And then he didn't even see John the way John, the way Jesus saw John. That means when Jesus is saying, hey, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. We don't go, cool, cool. So about John, what's going to happen with them? Nope. Seeing people like Jesus means being kind and compassionate and loving past faults and brokenness and not living focused on others and stop. And you're focused on Jesus. That's, that's what seeing people the way Jesus does is you're so focused on Jesus that when you, like he's the filter for everyone, like your eyes never leave him. He's transparent. And it's like, you see him, he's your filter for everything. Also, just, I added this one in for kicks and giggles because of the current, you know, state of our world. You got to stop filling yourself up with the world and instead fill yourself up with his word and his presence. I know the world is losing their mind right now regarding viruses and pandemics, and it's a real thing, but it doesn't supersede the kingdom things. So wash your hands, be calm. It's going to be okay. Like, how much Bible are you reading? How much in the presence are you? Like, like I'm not talking about like I, I sit and worship at church, Chadi. No, like, man, like, do you just sit in his presence and like talk to him and have conversations with him? Because every time I'm in my car, I have a conversation with him. People who have seen me in traffic must think I'm nuts. I'm always talking to him. I'm always having conversations. I'm always asking him what he thinks. Like, are you are you are you chasing him in the manner in which he's chasing you? Are you jumping out of the boat with all your clothes on? Like, you gotta do that, man. You gotta do that if you're gonna get up out of your funk and start kingdom winning. I can only give you what I have, fam. And that's exactly what my last three months have looked like. I keep moving forward and I'm not worried about the Johns in my world. I'm focused on Jesus. And look, I don't always do it well. So I'm constantly reminding myself that Jesus doesn't need me perfect. He needs me obedient. And then I take a step forward. And when I get stuck, 
and I lose my perspective and I get caught up in my feelings and I remind myself that Jesus at one point was so overwhelmed that he asked Father God to remove the cup from him and if it was possible. And when the answer was no, he kept going. He got up and he kept moving forward. He kissed his betrayer. He didn't try to argue his point. He gave his life for us. So in return, we should do the same when fails happen, when things are struggling. So I guess when you need a comeback, you actually need to realize that what you really need is Jesus. And when you have Jesus, you have perspective. And when you gain that, you just follow. And following is the goal. Because when you follow, you'll feed his lambs. He'll take care of his sheep. You'll feed his sheep. And then, of course, when you're done with that, you'll follow some more. So keep following. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus and uh, don't forget to wash your hands. Uh, Have peace and know God is still God in the middle of a pandemic and in the middle of our struggles and our fails. So don't worry about coming out on top, my friends. Focus on Jesus. He's going to come out on top and know that I'm praying for you and believing for you. Like seriously, like if you have anything you want me to pray about, shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and I promise I'll respond. And also, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can I just say thank you to everyone who's been listening? Guys, somehow on this break, we reached 60,000 listens. How? I don't know how that happened. Not sure how, because I don't know. I don't know. Just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Oh, if you could please leave a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. I'm not going to hug you because Corona, but um, just know I love you, and um, it helps a lot. So, yeah, you don't need a comeback. You need Jesus. Perspective, friends. Okay, that's really legit all I have. Okay, I'll see you next week. Love you, weirdos.